Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host, Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the province of Quebec, and I made a lot of comparisons between Quebec and the country of France. I was lucky to spend essentially 24 hours in Paris, so today we're going to talk about my experience there, and also some other places that I'd really love to see in the beautiful country. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, when I first thought about going to France, it wasn't exactly in the itinerary plan, because at this point I was still in Serbia, and my next stop was going to be in Italy. So I figured, okay, it should be a direct flight. But as I was browsing through the different flights, there was one that kind of caught my eye, and it was a connecting flight to Paris, France. I'd be there for, again, essentially 24 hours. And from there, I'd be flying to Italy, to Rome. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. Sometimes I like to be spontaneous. Each trip, I like to kind of do something spur of the moment. 2018 would be Croatia and Slovenia. 2016 was going to Prague in the Czech Republic. And in 2015 was when I went to Gothenburg in Sweden. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to take that connecting flight and let's just see what happens. So I booked a hotel which was close to the airport because my flight was going to be earlier in the day. So I thought, okay, at least I'll be very close. There is a shuttle bus that takes me from the hotel to the airport and vice versa. I had everything all planned out and ready to go. The only thing was that I had to leave very early. So it was like 8 a.m. So Victoria and I were staying at the same place. Uh, She was renting an Airbnb because she works in Belgrade. So it was easier for her to rent an Airbnb for the week instead of commuting from Belgrade to Novi Sad. So we woke up early. The cab driver dropped her off at her workplace. And then I met up with Denisa, my friend from Romania that I traveled there with. Uh, I met Denisa downtown. And from there, we went to the airport. Now, she had a flight that was a little bit earlier than mine. So I walked her to her security gate. And from there, I headed my own way and got ready for this crazy 24 hours, honestly. I had to wait five hours before I can get my flight. Uh, Again, we arrived at the airport at like nine o'clock or something like this. Uh, So waiting and waiting and waiting. I edited some videos. I've chatted with some friends. This type of downtime is really precious for me because although I like to cram everything together, make sure I can maximize everything in a trip. I also like having some downtime to catch up with people back home and again, edit some YouTube videos that I post 
just so I can travel with people back home. Like they can see this trip through my eyes. So it was very valuable time uh, just sitting there relaxing. But once I got on the airplane, it was back to a pedal to the metal. Now, when I arrived in Paris, I was going to meet up with my friend Madeline. She lives just outside of Paris and she was going to drive into the city and we would meet up somewhere. So I thought, okay, I just touched down. I shouldn't be too long going through the border patrol. It should be okay. Well, 30, 40 minutes later, finally get through. The person in front of me was having difficulties, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, just fix your stuff and go. But we got everything settled. I was on the shuttle bus going to my hotel room because I wanted to drop off my bag and then head into the city. So on the way to my shuttle, I met two people. One was from South Korea and the other one was from Norway, who were both actually studying in Kazakhstan. And during their break, they were going to travel around Europe, which I thought was really cool. It was nice to kind of have company on the bus going to the hotel when you go on those shuttle buses, it's not like it, they just stop at your hotel. When you check the departing boards for these air shuttle companies, there's like seven or eight or nine different hotels that they hit. So you got to know when yours is coming up and essentially keep aware. But thankfully, me and these two other people, we were going to the same one. So I quickly... Ran up to my room. Well, first I checked in. Then I ran up to my room, just threw everything on my bed, ran back out, and went downstairs and said, could I get a taxi downtown? But there was an issue. The taxis were on strike during this day. And I thought, okay, if I take a bus shuttle back to the airport, it's like a 25, 30-minute drive. I thought it was closer, but apparently not. It would have been an hour going from the airport to where I was going to meet Madeline. I thought, no way. I got to take a taxi. We got to find a company. And eventually, after about the third or fourth phone call by the receptionist, they finally found a taxi. When I got in the taxi, I thought, okay, well, it shouldn't cost too much, right? Probably like 30 minutes by driving. Everything should be okay. It talking to the cabbie. He seemed really cool. In fact, he was leaving to go to Dubai in four days. So essentially he was trying to get as much work as possible so that he can build up his funds and be able to go there. Uh, He was taking uh, Air Emirates, which is one of the most luxurious companies out there. So he was explaining the service that he's going to be getting. He was super excited which was exciting for me because it's like, hey, I'm on vacation. You're soon going to be on vacation. I hope you have a great time. I was messaging Madeline and saying, okay, where should we meet? And they mentioned the certain restaurant. I thought, okay. Well, I told the cab driver and he said, all right, I'll drive you there. And as we arrived, I'm looking around trying to find her. And 
the taxi driver said, well, what's her phone number? I'll give her a call. I said, sure. So he gave her a call. Ironically enough, she walked right in front of the taxi. Like, obviously the taxi was parked, but she walked right in front. And I was like, oh, there she is. Although the taxi driver is great, it was great company. It was cool to, like, drive right beside the Eiffel Tower and see all the tourists and whatnot. It cost me 80 euros. Eight zero. I have never, ever paid for a taxi more than, like, $40. So that's, like, 30 euro, roughly. 80 euros. I didn't really tell anybody this because I was just like, holy crap, this cost a lot. But again, the protests were going on. I guess this was like a high-end company taxi service. You know what? Screw it. So gave him the money. I wished him the best. And it was just like, hey, hi, I'm Thomas. Nice to meet you. Uh, So me and Madeline, we went to the restaurant and it was really beautiful, honestly. A lot of restaurants in Paris are mostly patio, but you can also sit inside. But most people prefer sitting outside and really absorbing the atmosphere. And of course, when you meet someone new for the first time, like in person, there's nerves. But after a while, we started to get comfortable and we both had the same meal, actually. It was like a fish burger with fries, and it was pretty damn good. (laughs) After we ate, we went to her parking garage. As we were walking there, we made sure that she knew where it was at so we can kind of, like, coordinate ourselves for later on. And as we turned around, it's like, oh, crap, there's the Eiffel Tower. And at this point... The sun was setting, and the lights came on, and it was just super beautiful. And I was just thinking, wow, now there's there's the Eiffel Tower right there. Who would have thought even 48 hours ago I would be standing in Paris right by the Eiffel Tower? Like it just it blew my mind. So, of course, we walked over, of course, taking pictures, The atmosphere around the Eiffel Tower, there were a lot of tourists, but there were also a lot of people walking around with buckets of champagne and buckets of just alcohol in general. People were passing out roses. It kind of gave me the same vibe as Rome. And if you listen to my podcast about Italy, Rome exactly didn't rub me the right way. Again, Paris is very beautiful in many ways, but just people coming up and trying to like sell you stuff and like give you things. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thank you, though. Every time that I meet somebody new, I get them to sign my Canadian flag. So as she was signing my Canadian flag, the lights started to blink on the Eiffel Tower. And apparently this only happens once in a while at like 11 p.m., the lights will start doing like this cool display, which I'm not going to lie, it was a whole different vibe. I could see how this city is connected with romance. You could see couples everywhere taking pictures, sitting 
in the park that's right beside the Eiffel Tower. Just you can feel the the love in the air. Gross, but <laughs> anyways, uh, it, it was just it was really cool. Again, something that I didn't expect, but it happened. It was really really amazing. Also, just not too far away is the Wall of Peace. And this had like different columns. Each column had a different language. And it was almost like with all these columns together, it was like a peace symbol, which at first I never really understood. But then when I researched it afterwards, I thought, oh, crap, this is actually really cool. It was just a whirlwind, the the 24 hours in Paris. But as it was getting late, Madeline did have to drive home. And this was only her second time driving in Paris. So I thought, you know what? I don't want to keep her out too late and that, you know, I should get back to the hotel because I got to leave early in the morning again. So we tried to find the bus stop. But we couldn't find it. We tried using Google Maps, didn't work. Tried to find like any sort of transit. Of course, the taxis were on strike, couldn't go that way. So she offered to drive me home or drive me back to the hotel, I should say. I thought, you know what? I really appreciate that. So we left. It was probably close to midnight. So again, this was only the second time that Madeline drove in Paris and of course, it had to be at midnight, uh, which I guess was a good thing and a bad thing because on our way to my hotel, she had to drive around probably the craziest roundabout in Europe, if not the world. And it was the Arc de Triomphe, which is like a triumph arc, rough translation there. You have the arc, like the arcway in the middle, and you just go. And then you turn off where you need to go. She was like white knuckling it. I'm white knuckling it on like the, I call it the oh shit bar. But anyways, it's like you hold on to the little bar above the window and we survived. Again, there wasn't as much traffic as probably rush hour or something like this, but a roundabout with 12 lanes. <laughs> it was crazy. It was honestly super crazy. I got back to the hotel around 1230. Again, I wished her farewell. I would really love to go back, not even to Paris, but like to her hometown, just to spend more time because I felt like it was so rushed. Again, I was late to get there to meet up with her. We only spent like four or five hours together. Then I had to leave. But next time, I definitely want to explore more when I go there. I only had about four hours of sleep that night. I got back at around 1230, like I said. But of course, I had to wind down and everything. So I really didn't get to sleep till like 2.30. The next day, I had to wake up super early. I set my alarm for 4.45. So like two hours, then I'm off to the next place. That was my little adventure of Paris Unfortunately, I did not get to see a whole lot. The Arc de Triomphe. Sorry for the terrible French. But anyways, I got to see that. And of course, see the Eiffel Tower, the Wall of Peace. It was still really amazing just to fit this in. 
and to also check off another country. People, okay, people say that if you don't spend a certain amount of time in a country, you shouldn't count it as being in the country. Uh, I've had this argument with people before. I understand if you are in a connecting flight going from one country to another. Let's say, for example, what I did. If I went to Serbia to Paris, did not leave the airport, and then went to Rome, I obviously would not count France as a country I would have been to. But since I left the airport and spent like 24 hours there, I count it as being there. Now, being in an airport for like five hours, like I was in Brussels, Belgium, I don't count that because I did not leave the airport. It's like the airport is a neutral zone where until you actually physically leave the airport, you're in like, I don't know, some sort of, like I said, neutral zone, maybe. As time went on, I started to meet some new friends from other parts of France. Uh, ironically enough, one of the friends that I met online, they live very close to where Madeline lives. So it'd be cool to meet up with them along with Madeline, explore that little region. Also, there's some other really interesting places in France that I'd love to see. I'd love to see the southeast part like along the Mediterranean Sea, like Nice, Merciel. Again, I'm going to just destroy these pronunciations. I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> but uh, like this sort of region here, I hear, is very, very luxurious. And, of course, you're by the Mediterranean Sea. The weather is very hot there. It's like a vacation spot, really. Uh, so to go there would be really amazing. But also, too, even on the east border besides Switzerland, I mean, you're going to have the mountains there. On the west, you're, of course, going to have places place like Nance. Nance is one of the cities that I've looked into because it's so close to the Atlantic Ocean. It'd be interesting to be on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, kind of like stick my foot in the east side of it, and then, of course, being where I'm from in Nova Scotia, I can stick my foot in the water, be on the west side of it. It's kind of dorky, I know, but bear with me. But France is such a big country, and it would take weeks just to cover the basics, like the basic areas. I feel like next time I go, it'll have to be a week trip or two just to kind of cover these bigger areas or at least cover more more land. But if I had to compare France and Quebec, because again, I compared them in the Quebec podcast, I'll compare them now. Personally, I felt more comfortable in Quebec. I feel like if you want to go have that sort of same romance in the air type of feeling, a little bit toned down, uh, you still get that sort of vibe. But overall... Again, I, I'm glad that I'm Canadian and to even be able to drive, you know, eight hours to go to Quebec or to even fly there in like an hour and a half, really. It's really neat to have that sort of access. My final thoughts on Paris. It is a very beautiful city. There is this kind of romance in the air. Unfortunately, I did not get to see Notre Dame because it unfortunately burned 
down before I arrived there, which sucks. I was actually going to try and like go there, but things happened. Again, I have that same feeling with Paris as I do with Rome. People trying to push things on you, try to get you to buy alcohol or things like that. I don't really like that feel, but at the same time, as long as you kind of keep your head down and avoid them, you'll still enjoy the city. So that's my adventures of Paris, France. I hope you enjoyed them, and hopefully next time I will be able to do a podcast about different places in France. But unfortunately, we're all out of time, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. So this is Thomas signing off. Please stay safe, remember to wash your hands, and have an amazing day.